Hello everyone. Welcome to the show. As promised. Zero laughs this week. Only screams. I didn't know we were doing that. We are going to talk about horrors. True horrors. Death. Ladies in white. Ghost goblin ghouls. Ladies in gray. Children laughing. Children dying. Children ceasing. People who fall asleep and never wake up. What's it all mean? Halloween. Thank you, guys. A very <laughs> special edition of Come On Over Here. This week, it's our second. It's our second. Halloween-themed yes. episode that we are so excited to bring you because we have a collection of true ghost stories sent in by you guys, our listeners. Yes, thank you guys for doing that, BT Dubs. We really had quite a bit to choose from. Yeah, it was almost too many. Yes. So let's like stop being so interactive with us. No, stop. No, oh, sorry. People, please. Okay, please continue to do all this all the time because we love it. And I think yeah. this has kind of our, become our thing. It's our call to action for you guys, and you guys deliver, and we have the material. It's great. We're doing this. To, this is our podcast. Exactly. It's your podcast. It's your. You guys are part of the Morrow family. You are. And that's all we ever wanted. We're more siblings to complicate things. To add more drama to the fire. Oh, nobody needs it. So we're going to be telling true ghost stories. We're going to be hearing from our neighborhood bartender, Andrea, yes. who's got a couple drink mixes for us. She's got some Halloween cocktails. Does she have a spooky story for us, though? Well, we'll see. Oh, man. When I talked to her earlier. She said, oh, so uh, Jeff said you guys are going to talk to me about some other Halloween shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, like what? I'm like, Let, let's just see what happens. Oh, she wants to be prepared. But I would reckon she has zero true ghost stories or encounters with the paranormal because they're all afraid of her. Oh, yeah. The ghosts are afraid of Andrea. She'll stab a ghost. <laughs> and it's not easy. No. <laughs> She'll like lack a ghost in the closet. But we got a lot to talk about. I really worked hard on this episode. I know way. he did. We were both on our Google document at the same time today and then messing with each other. We were like having a conversation on there and it was actually quite conducive and efficient yeah. for our you know communication. It was good. I it just was. saw you type out literally live on the Google Doc, and mm -hmm. we answered each other's questions. Really cool. Okay, Emily, I have one single question for you, and that is... How was your week this week? Well, I completed the move mm. with Mike, so we're we now... did it. Nestled. Studio Morrow. Studio Morrow Collins. Love it. All the furniture is there. All of my mounds of hair and body face products. Oh, have... I didn't know where that was going to be going. <laughs> Whoa, you really, really say you really built it up there, right? You I, had me. I had you had me in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> my mounds of hair I keep in the closet. Ew. No, I do shed though. I know you do. I we've lived together for half of our life, essentially. I, I, I you, you know. There's pieces of me everywhere. A lot of nests Not around the drains <laughs> of toilettes. Oh, yes, indeed. But yeah, so finally got all moved in. Um, I ended up selling my bed for realsies. Oh, uh, so it wasn't a pickup and then a return like the sofa. Okay, so the person who came after we talked last week came, looked at the bed and was like, that's too short for me. What do you mean you're too short? Is he only used to custom length beds or he doesn't know what a queen or a king is? Well, a double bed is kind of a little bit shorter. Um, oh, this is terrible. So he looked. <laughs> laid upon the bed and his Ugh. feet were hanging off of it oh my god it was really uncomfortable <laughs> oh 
so put his that body was a bust. all over <laughs> your shit. I know, he? right? It's just intermingling of DNA. So sorry. I know. So, but at least he had the decency to hang his feet off the bed. He didn't like true. Well, because they his, he didn't have a choice. <laughs> was just, but was that the reason the bed was too long? He couldn't go full length on the bed because that would entail putting his feet on the bed. Correct. But he put his face on the bed. What do you mean his face? He put like his head on its side. Like he was at Mattress Giant. Yeah. No. <laughs> like he was at the mattress no, firm. Like, he came in and started like sampling your product. He did. Oh, that's so gross. I know. It was a group of three students who all and came did, up together. But did they end up taking the bed? Nope. Because it so, was too small. And he still put his face on it, which is how you kind of mark your territory in the bed world. Exactly. Disgusting. No, but um, Boo. I was feeling a little defeated. And then the next day, a lovely woman came with her two sons, took the bed, I gave him like all this bedding. I threw in my Dutch oven. Hey, you never. <laughs> and a fan. Like, did you fart in the sheets and then give it to him? Or was it an no. actual like Le Creuset Dutch oven? It was the Emil Henry one you oh, gave me. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That one lasted you a while, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. And the only reason why I got rid of it is because Mike has a better one. So, exactly. You know, why do you need to? I got that one free too. So at least. Yes, indeed. It lived a good life. I've had and now that for it like continues. 10 years. On. For sure. Oh, I got that God. from Flavor Cooking School. Yeah. It's whatever. A good, hey. Uh, 12 years ago. Wowie kazowie. So yeah, that was Pace. my week. How was your week this week? How was your week this week? My week was in freaking sane. I launched the Jardinera, oh, which yeah. I'm not gratuitously plugging, all right? It, no. it, I can't because it's sold out. That's how crazy it was. We moved it up because I did the Rachel Ray show, mm-hmm. which hopefully you guys, we have some new listeners because of the Rachel Ray show. I know. We got a pretty decent shout out. I mean, that was like an infomercial for I me. I love Rachel Ray. She's one of us. And she knows I exist. She, she knows kept on you. saying your sister. And I was like, oh my God, it's, she's talking about me. It was great. It was just so much fun to do the show with her. And I've done it a dozen times. She's the best in the business. So thank you, Rachel, for allowing me to plug this. So hopefully there's some new listeners here. Yeah, so welcome. This welcome. Welcome. This is what we do here. We chatter and then we hit the finer points. Yeah, yeah. We pound into it. We pound into the day. So we had a good week with that. The Jardinera sold out really fast. It is my baby. I'm very proud of it. I can't wait to keep delivering it to the world. I got a new batch coming in. So probably by the time you hear this, you can order it again. But so you can go to moralprovisions.com to do that. But we moved it up because of the plug. It was supposed to be released maybe in a couple weeks. But because I knew that show was airing, I had to capitalize on the free publicity, essentially. And that's how you do it. When you're bootstrapping a business or a podcast, you take what you can get during the quarantine times and you deliver the Jardinera. But next week is like literally all hands on deck. Wrapping, boxing, shipping out three packs of Jardinera to many, many states. Oh, nice. Pro- probably all the states in the union. So we got that going, and that was just stressful, not in a bad way, but a lot I'm, of stuff. I'm it's- learning a lot. Yeah. As we go. So shout out to me. Yay. Shout out to Jeff. Birth shout of the Jardinera, baby. I know, right? Nice and spicy. And and know. I can't even like give it to people because we need every single bottle accounted oh, for. Good, yeah. good work. Congratulations. So don't ask me for one on I'm the not. way out today. I already got a jar. Darn it. Oh, you got a... You From got when a... Sarah was cleaning out the pantry? But that was one of the prototype versions. Oh, okay. What version did you have? I version don't know, like, three? I There's don't four remember. versions floating around America know, right now. Are there olives in it? Yes, there are olives in it. Mm. That's hey, I like them. I love olives in my Jardinera. I don't like olives, Period. Well, that's, you know, way to, uh, hey, I'm. I will spit out an olive. Oh. There goes a couple sales oh. because of you. Thanks oh, for uh, putting I'm a sorry. negative spin on my baby. All right, I'll cut it. Whatever. Okay, so that was the great week. Excellent, excellent week for us both. I think mm. we both were insanely productive. I think so too. Okay, so Jeffrey, what? See. 
It's Spanish. Jeff. Jeer. What was the best thing you made this week? That is a great question, Emily. What was it? I'm. I don't know. I'm bringing know. up the thing. I'm oh, bringing you up don't my know notes off the top of your head. The best thing I made this week. Mm-hmm. We had Taco Tuesdays with Gringo Tacos, ground beef tacos, love, seasoned love to perfection. Taco Tuesday. Sour cream. Mm-hmm. Good la tortilla. Tortilla factory tortillas that are a hybrid between corn and flour tortillas. Great texture, great flavor, the best of both worlds. Get on that horse. So did that, and I do a little quick uh, double becker, throwing in the blue tortilla chips in there. Oh, nice. Make it nice and crunchy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I put um, some pickled peppers and whatnot on there. It was delicious. The best thing I ate was probably last night. I rewarded myself with a job well done for this week yeah. with some Detroit-style pizza from Jets. Ooh, that's, that shit's good. Triple pep. Ooh. Trip, so good. You actually- It's an option online. Yep. Triple pep. I didn't yep. even know. I get in a hole, man. I start sweating profusely. Yeah, I've seen it. It's terrible, but it's so enjoyable. I can't do it every week. I probably do it every three weeks. Yeah. Well, as you should. And I love it. And it makes me so happy eating pizza. I feel like that's got to like push out some toxins too. I think it does. I think your body needs that kind of cheat day or cheat meal every so often to kind of, you know, give it a little jolt. So yeah, that was great. Awesome. What are you watching? What? What are you watching this week? Uh, I am watching. We started... Uh, Jane the Virgin. Really? I know I know people like it. I've never gotten into it. Is it good? Uh, I think I'm out. Done. Uh, it's yeah. really well acted. I think uh the I think Gina it? Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. Uh I think she, she's from Chicago. She's from Belmont Cragen by Reese Park. No shit. Truth. And she went to Ignatius. Oh, wow. Oh, and yeah, because dad's like sent us. He's like, oh, do you know her? I broke the news to him. He knew she was a Chicago Shut actor. Up, but when really? He, my, our father went to St. Ignatius, which was like in his neighborhood growing up, like Taylor Street area. But it Very is, active alum. Very active alum. Like I'd never seen anyone this active in their high school. <laughs> Especially being 70 years old still, but he loves it. It's a very reputable uh, Catholic high school. And beautiful. And it's beautiful. The structure so. He's been trying to get one of us to get married there. Yeah, but that's too late for me. Uh oh. It's so sad. It's so. Ju- <laughs> Stop. We're in Star Wars. <laughs> you look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> I don't know where. That's where I went instead of the wedding bell theme song. Right? I don't know. Mm. That's where I went though. Okay. So I'm watching that. It's good. Mm. I need something though. I need something new and something to something sink your chewy, teeth into. Crispy. You I know, know what I mean? I wish I had something for you. Actually, actually something that I think you and Sarah might like that I watched a couple weeks ago. Uh, you're you're fifty fifty track okay. record. Go it's ahead. It's on HBO Max. It's called Love Life. It's uh starring Fudge. What's her name? Um Love Life. Cindy Menchowski. She's cute and funny. Uh Glenda she was in Up in the Air. Billy. Yes. Nord Nordham. Stop it. Filbert. I'm looking it up right now. Tanya Glint. No. Silchick Flipadit. Flipadit. Titty Joe. No, not Titty. Are you sure? It's not Titty Joe. I know. It is Andrea Anna Klumsky. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. And Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah. She was in Up in the Air. That's a great movie. That is a really good movie. I love that movie. That is is an excellent movie, really and truly. It is probably the truest movie about road warriors and business flyers, frequent flyers that there ever existed. Yeah. He's my idol in that movie. He's so good. Is it? Clooney. Just Clooney. Clooney. We should do a tribute song <sighs> to Clooney. Anyway, but yeah, the show Love Life, starring Anna Kendrick, it chronicles... It chronicles. It chronicles 10 years of her, like she lives in New York. Her 
dating life, different relationships. And it's quite honest and very funny. And there's a lot of heart and they're cute, quick half hour episodes. And it's funny and it's real. And I breeze through it. You and Sarah would like it. Trust me. But for the scary stuff, I actually tried watching Evil, which you recommended last week. I stopped watching it too. I will tell you why I will not watch it anymore. Scared? No, definitely on CBS. I was like, this feels really network to me. It felt. Yeah, it did feel network. That's because it was originally aired on CBS and nothing against CBS, but it's like there's only so much you can do on the network, you know, through scary stuff and just freedom of speech and all those things. And it felt a little stilted, felt a little cheesy. I don't know. Not a fan. So sorry, Jeff. You lost that one. I did lose that one because I I lost it on myself. I'm not watching it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm still pummeling through Bly Manor. It's so much more slow than Hill House. But you know what? I'm almost done and whatever. It's okay. I'm really upset. I'm sick of this. I feel like I've wasted two weeks of TV watching between Bly Manor, Evil, and Jane the Virgin, which is not bad, but it's just not for me. No. I, I think it's really good, and I'll keep watching it. Something to kind of put on, yeah. like the telenovela style and everything. It's it's fun, but that's just not my style. No, I know. I you know? know? It's not, not my it. style. Try Love Life, Jeff. I think you'll like it. <sighs> but there, there was- The title is just detracting me. I don't Trust want me, to. Jeff, give it a give I it a don't whirl. want to give watch it. Give it a whirl ball. Just, you know what? Give it a freaking chance. Throw it in. My time Coach is very Jeff. limited. Well, then don't, and don't watch it. And if you bone me with a cheesy show, it's not. is it original on HBO Max or is it a rehash from... No, it's original. Okay. So there's that. And um, there was also The Vow Finale. Did you guys watch that? The Vow Finale, I did not watch because it was losing me the second to last Shut episode. Up. They were milking it, I think. To Nothing was happening. Jeff, but want to know what's happening? They At the end of it, they were like... We're going to have a season two yeah. where they go into the whole court case with Keith Raniere and all that shit. And I think we're actually going to be talking to like the people who've been indicted. I am so pumped for what it. What do you mean? Like we're going to get them on as guests here? No, not, not here. Because you said we. I meant we as viewers. Oh. The collective we. The royal we. The royal we. So um, I'm very excited for that. And then there's also another documentary about the Nexium cult on stars. Did you watch that too? I mean, what? Yeah, of course I did. Wow. I forgot well, the name of it. You have a lot it. of time on your hands between I've been a pack- move in this podcast how do you fit in nine shows in a week Jeff when I was packing oh here we go when I was packing, packing. I always have to have background shit on yeah well yeah that's why I had so much time because I was doing things and unpacking and organizing it's hard like tell I, you keep explaining that to yourself downsizing into a studio and can I tell you everything fits great your furniture that you gave me looks terrific that was very sentimental to us yeah hey it's very well, special furniture from Plunkett I know, I saw it and on Plunkett there. And does not exist, nor oh. has existed for at least a dozen years. So congratulations on that. It's well-built stuff, though. It is. We had some issues with the drawers. Oh, wow. Which one? That, but there's one piece that was an old, like an antique thing that was hand-painted. No, not that Not that one. Not well, that one, the, the big one, Jeff. What do you mean you had trouble with Let's it? Let's just say it was a challenge for me and Mike as a couple. <laughs> Why? What was wrong with the... So we, you know, did you guys they, fight over the dresser? So you know how they take oh. the drawers out yeah. to move it, okay? So then we're like, okay, put the drawers back in. Have trouble with one. Oh, not on track. Okay, let's fix it. It was like each drawer took us at least 15 minutes to get in. And there there was like a bed piece. and Oh, it was... it was. Let's just say we, sur- we survived. It just... It took a minute. And we just witnessed the end of a relationship. Stop it. No, it made us stronger. Things have come to a close. And now, unfortunately. Get that bird. It's like in my brain. Stop. Stop it. When I was young. Jeffrey. Don't cry, Em. It's just a dresser. I know. <laughs> 
Okay. So you got it in the house. The dresser's in. The dresser's in. The drawers are in. The drawers are in. It took and things are in the dresser drawers, correct? The chest of drawers. All right, chest of drawers. And is you know full. what? Those nightstands, aka nighttime tables, as Sarah calls them, bedside, uh, bedside ta- tables. Which you know the reason she calls it this, and I probably should have brought this up, but I just learned of it because she's a nurse, and that's what they call them in hospitals. Oh wow! Oh, that's a little. So like I was like macabre. making fun of her, like old timey stuff but uh it's actually there's an explanation behind her calling them bedside tables so i'm sorry honey i'm just saying those nightstands they are like so grand and they have so much space and it's like both of our like separate little worlds we get to keep upon the nightstand they're so big that stuff you don't need gets put in there a so i'm happy to kind of cleanse all through that stuff that i didn't need B, we so downgraded our size of our bedside tables because we have like the ones that are attached to the wall and it's got like one tiny drawer. So I'm going to have to do a little finagling. Going to have to, you know, throw out some of that lube. (sighs) Uh, Yeah, well, hey, you know, where else are you going to keep it? I know. Lerb. Hello. Hello. All right. Okay, so Emily. Yes. That was a spooky story about you and your dresser. Yes. Really riveting, but I don't think it's going to take the cake today. So we are going to have a very special Frank's take in like seconds because he's been teasing us for a week that he has this true ghost story Mm -hmm. that you or I have never heard. And especially if it happened in the old house, I'm very curious. Totally need to know because I never saw a ghost in the old house and I believe I felt him. I, I told you I felt a presence there mm-hmm. that I thought might have been a dead relative. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this with Frank's take. Let's get him on the horn. Yeah. Can you hear me? Frank James Morrow. <laughs> this is Frank's take. <laughs> or should I call it Frank's take in your soul? <laughs> Welcome to the show, buddy. Good, Jeff. That's pretty good, right? Yeah, that was pretty great. Nice. Is that an intro or an outro? I wrote that for you again. Yeah. Hey, That's question. Incredible. Did you listen you guys, to the podcast this week, the new one from last week? Partially. That's a hard no. That's a hard no, everybody. All right, Frank. No, partially. But it was good so far. But make sure that when you listen to it, and this is also goes out to all of you listeners too, the majority of the episodes now have a really special ending surprise after the credits. You got to listen to the end after the credits, Frank, okay? And it's always. usually you. So. It's nine out of 10 times. It's oh, I always, oh, no, no. I've heard that before. That's all, that's funny. It's, that's good. I definitely heard that. Yeah, so. Like you have to listen on. I appreciate it. Hey, listen, we are very excited because supposedly you have a true <laughs> ghost story from your life that you are going to share with us because that is the that is the theme. Topic. We that, can't wait. So I need All to right. hear it from you. Do you want... I'm going to play you some atmospheric music, okay? Yeah. Can you please <laughs> get me in the mood? Oh, Jesus. Emily is burping so hard. Well, you gave me a Peroni. This is good, though. I like it. Twilight. All right. So, Frank, I want you to tell it so. in your most dramatic <clears throat> fashion, okay? I want you to make it feel like we were there. Okay. So, yeah. Do you guys remember when I lived in Mexico? That study abroad program? Of course. Mm-hmm. Querétaro. Yeah, Querétaro. So we had like a spring break <laughs> during the learning, you know, just like in college and stuff. So we got to go to Acapulco, which was like unbelievable. So we're having fun out there, staying in a hotel in downtown Acapulco. I remember coming home one night, just lying in my bed in my hotel room, about to fall asleep. And so just lying there, eyes are closed, but definitely not asleep. I open my eyes, like just for a second, 
and literally there was like a Mexican woman in a maid's uniform standing by the foot of my bed, literally just staring at me. No joke. Seriously. Like this, I, and you want me to keep going? I just yeah, keep more. going. The one thing that stands out, the vivid memory, is these bright, it's like the brightest blue as blue eyes I've ever seen. Just And she was just glaring at me, freaked me the hell out. Freaked me the hell out. And it, it was probably, it seemed like, it felt like five minutes, guys, but it was probably more like, I, I mean, I don't know how quick that moment was, but it felt like five minutes. Probably more like a minute, but that, like a dead stare for a while at each other. I got totally scared. I shut my eyes really quick, like you would, you know, like try to open them up and see if they're gone. Uh-huh. The woman was still there, and I was like, I literally freaking out. No shit. My heart was pounding. Closed my eyes again. She's still there, and this time she's just pointing to the bathroom at the foot of my bed, pointing to the bathroom now. So I close my eyes again, try to get rid of her. Basically, just don't open them for a while. Open them. She's gone. I'm relieved. I'm like, this, this is a dream. Something happened. I don't know what the hell I saw, but it was so real. But then I just, just had to go take a pee in the bathroom. Uh, and um, sorry for the <laughs> Sorry, I'm. It's okay. All, no joke. I, I go in there. I go to wash my hands. You know how you look up at the mirror sometimes, you know, while you're washing your hands? She was there. In the mirror? Yeah, she was in the mirror. Same blue eyes, same everything. I scream. I flip the switch. And she's gone. And that was it. And then I went back to bed. But then, like, after thinking about it, you know, I felt like, you know, I'm watching, we watch all these movies all the time. And now it's like, was she warning me or was she trying to send me to, like, look in, look somewhere in that bathroom or find something like a treasure or a, like a dead body or something like that? Like, it definitely wasn't a hallucination. It was 100%. But just, like, picture that, just a cleaning lady's eyes. Like, oh, God, blue, crazy, not glowing, but like, just so, uh, so, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but. Would you say scary? It was so scary. I like, I mean, I wish I could tell that story again, because it did not do it justice. So, she pointed to the bathroom. Did you inspect the bathroom? So, yeah, well, I, the next morning I did, you know, and then I didn't see anything, but. I was hoping so. I was like, there's got to be a reason, you know? <laughs> like, what, what was it? Frank, it I thought so you were going to end on one of your joke stories, you know, with a punchline. Yeah, like, but you didn't go there. You went real. full honesty. And I believe you, brother. I believe you, too. I, like, tuned you out midway. I go, this is going to be I a joke, but this is a real. Yeah, no, I, I can't this is probably you our, that. Out of all I, the stories today, this is probably <laughs> the most intense. I know. Yeah. Are you like, okay? It was horrible. Are you okay, though? I mean, this seems like something that there's a lot of baggage to carry around. I'm sorry. Standing, hey, Frank. Standing in Frank, front of me. Frank, it's not your fault. No. Frank, <laughs> listen. Frank, it's not your fault. Frank. Frank, it's not your fault. <laughs> Giving him the old goodwill hunting treatment. Hey, Frank, before we let you go, we know you're the best at this in the world, and that is your scary witch laugh. Yes. Can you give so us a good. really, really giant one for this super spooky episode, please? Three, two, one. <laughs> Frank, that was great. That Thank was you. perfect. You're perfect. Thank you so, so much. So, so many 
noises. I hope it's not nighttime as you listen to oh this in the replay. Idiot. I had I had my story in my head articulated so much better. Sorry. Stop. Nobody no. It's I didn't do the Frank, they're not expecting any more than what you gave us, trust me. No, that's that's all we could have asked for. All right, Frank. We hey, we gotta let you go. We got a whole show to do here now. Yeah, we buddy. got so much stuff oh, to do. There we you go. Did great. You have a good one. I love Thank you. you. All right. Love you, brother. Frank, you're the See best. You love you. See you tomorrow. Bye. All right. I swear to God, I thought it was going to be a whole freaking thing with him. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty impressed at his. Uh, he no. saw a. What, what that, he that is saying terrifying. is like a, a housekeeper yes, with like a, blue, crystal blue, bright eyes staring at him and then pointing to the bathroom. I know. And then he would close his eyes and she remained. Like, the, I w- how do you not freak the hell out? I would be breaking things. Every single movie ever, you close your eyes. I would say 90% of the time, the apparition goes away, but she was still there. I wonder if he still sees her in. What are the things. odds that she was really there? I know. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I was like, what if like she was just there and just kind of messing with him? Maybe that was his. His brain telling him that he had to probably urinate, right? Instead of like dreaming of flowing water, he saw this ghost that pointed yes. to the bathroom so he doesn't mess the bed. <laughs> and since it's a housekeeper who has to eventually clean up the piss laden sheets, yeah. she looking out for the other alive housekeepers, right? Because yeah, totally. that's like they, they stick together. Or maybe she was like, hey, don't forget to leave a tip. Boom. Boom. I think we've, we just ghost hunted that. We or did. we were what, like ghost scientists. But you know the guys who go in, they're like, oh, it turns out that there was a leak in the faucet and the AC unit was blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and the skeptics. A, yeah, the people who go in and they investigate. A ghost investigator, perhaps? A paranormal investigator. Okay, yeah, right. There there you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Delicious. But what a way to start the Halloween I show. Know, I know. Way to kick off what are meant to be epic ghost stories. So epic. So real. Because we have so many listener submissions. Yes, we That want to share their spooky stories with us. Now, these are not made up stories. Or at least they said they weren't made up. We don't know. I trust my audience. Do you? I do. And you know what? I read through them all and they all felt very authentic. And I do believe that everything coming out of our mouths via our listeners is 100% true. Exactly. No guarantees, but in my brain, in my heart, in my soul, these are not only true, Emily. The deadly. <gasps> no. If you're in the car listening, pull over. Like listening to a meditation thing. Like ASMR. ASMR. If you are in your bedroom late at night, turn on your bedside table lamp. Yes, indeed. And if you're not alone, that's a good thing. I know, good. Thank God. Because you don't want to be alone because... No. It is time for... What are we calling this segment, Emily? Uh, we are calling it True Ghost Stories. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. All right, it's, our, it's pretty literal. It is True Ghost Stories. Mm-hmm. And you guys are about to hear a story from Donna Agulis. Agulis. Donna, hi. hi. Thank you for emailing us to Ask Jeff at comeonover.com. Mm-hmm. And this one is entitled... All by myself with a ghost. Here we go. 1991 in my apartment, the bathroom door had a strange wood grain that resembled a devilish kind of creepy dude. It always made me cringe. I lived alone, so I bought holy water. Yes, you can buy it. You can? And sprinkled it on the door. Later that night, 
I stepped inside the shower. I turned on the water when all of a sudden I heard the radio in the bedroom suddenly start blaring. And what was it blaring? What was it blaring, Jeff? Like crazy loud in just the chorus. I ran out of my house completely naked and across the street to my friend's house. And I moved out two days later. Still gives me the willies today. P.S. Lorenzo's kiss costume is epic. It is. Happy Halloween! <laughs> that is pretty freaking scary. And that is pretty intense. I know, and I would never think of Celine Dion the same way again. I mean, right at the chorus, too. Right when the drums come in. Yeah. Doom, doom, boom, Because that song is not spooky at all. No, not even close, but hey. Donna, I'm sure you can't hear that song ever again, probably physically have a violent response to it. That's what I would do. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you for sharing with us. Really good story. Our next story comes from another one of our favorite listeners, Jackie. Well, actually, Jackie sent us three quick little stories, and I thought they were all good, so I thought we'd keep them all in. And for a lot of these, we gave them names because some of them were lackluster names or just didn't even have names. Exactly. So So we took some- uh, Creative license. Exactly. (laughs) Jackie's Uh, first story. Oh, go ahead. Emily's going to take this one, please. I'm doing this. We're doing every other. Okay. This first one is called Bird on a Priest. My sister passed away when I was 16 and she was 27. We had a very smart pet parakeet that was very special to us and could even speak. After the funeral when the priest was at the house, he raised his glass of wine to begin his speech and our bird suddenly appeared and landed on his shoulder. We were so apologetic and embarrassed, of course, But when we went to put him back in his cage downstairs, it was still locked and covered from the night before. He was always placed in his cage and covered at night, and because of the funeral and no one had uncovered him or opened his cage that day. So who let the bird out? Do it quick. I knew that was going to happen. I was going to do caw, 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 caw. I know, we were trying to do it like who let the dogs out. I got a That's a crow. Thank you, Jackie. Great story. All right, but she, she that's prob- and that's our only bird story. I know, and you know, we know Jeff's a self-proclaimed bird nerd, so mm-hmm. he got he got real excited about this one. <laughs> Parakeet, um, how did it get out of the cage, Emily? I don't know. She's got a lot of therapy ahead of her. All right, what's Jackie's next story? Okay, this one is called Life's Eternal. So my son was making a goofy recording on his cell to his girlfriend. Hey, baby. Yeah, baby. Mommy, I miss you. One night, and when he played it back, there was a male voice whispering, Life's eternal. I've never seen a teenage boy so scared. Ah! Ah! <laughs> it's not a crow. Right. I, I even sent the recording to East Coast Ghosts. Hey, you got a ghost thing? Uh, give us a hit. <laughs> to ask what it was and what we should do. They said it was a disembodied voice, and it did say life's eternal. And so long as nothing else is happening, it's nothing to worry about. So creepy. Wow. What, what is a disembodied voice? Well, since I am very much into ghosts, uh, or have been in my past, they're mm-hmm. called EMFs. 
early motherfuckers. Yeah, baby. No, sorry, no, really. What's electromagnetic forces? So these EMFs are disembodied voices that pick up on recordings, whether it's tape recording or digital recorders you can hear that aren't in the room with you when you're recording. And oh. it's and you can look it up. I mean, there's some interesting things on there that are very, very highly unexplainable, Emily. So Exciting. don't knock them till you've heard them. I won't. Okay? I'm not. Hey, I'm a... I'm you're, a you're somewhat of a skeptic. But I, I believe. Wrong. I believe. All right. All right so the last... An, this is the spookiest title of all. Go ahead. The last one from Jackie called The Haunted Towel. I was sitting at my vanity putting on makeup and out of the corner of my eye, for a split second, I saw a black cloud-like thing go by quickly. So quick, I wasn't sure if it was anything. But then, suddenly, the towel that was hanging from a hook on the bathroom door began slowly and deliberately swinging back and forth. Not in the way a breeze would blow it, but a deliberate, slow back and forth. I was frozen with fear and got chills and was in such disbelief. So freaking scared to this day! <laughs> Jackie is Jackie. a... A magnet. I know. I think that's what we've learned here from this collection, this trilogy of stories trilogy. from Jackie. Catalog. Catalog of stories is that she is, you don't want to be around her because oh. she is picking up on something. I'm a firm believer that certain people are susceptible oh, yeah. to these happenings, whether it's they're on some frequency or they got a, a, a past life. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I don't have the- Apparently Frank is one of those Apparently people. Frank is just like, of course his go, much like his phone calls and his texts- <laughs> He just lingers a little too long. Doesn't know when to, you know, leave. Doesn't know when to hang up. Nope. <laughs> so Thank true. you, Jackie. Great job. We love you, Jackie. Yes. All right. This next one is from Jenny. No relation to Jackie, probably. Who knows? This one is called Poked by a Ghost. I named it. Yes, I, I think that is definitely <laughs> you. I was living in a townhouse in Aurora when my uncle passed away. The night he passed, there was a knocking on my bedroom wall. Not the wall that is connected to the townhouse, but by the window. There was the strangest knocks, intermittent light tapping, and knocks, knocks. The following day when I was cleaning my bedroom, I noticed that the big, heavy IKEA mirror that was usually propped up against my wall was standing, Emily, straight up. No. As if someone pulled it away from the wall. I was puzzled. Of course. Later that night, I was putting linen away. Fine linen. And I felt a poking at my back. I turned around and expected to see my stepdaughter standing behind. But nobody was there. I dropped my stuff and ran down the stairs and wouldn't go back upstairs to my bedroom until my husband was going to bed. L O. L. Hilarious. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jenny. That is pretty spooky. That is pretty like poking at your like. Back? Is what's worse, the poking or the standing up mirror? I think the poking. There's no way that mirror would naturally stand up. No, it, exactly. It, that's there's something inherently spooky about that. That's double spooks. That's double spooks. Oh, Faux show. Show foe. All right. Our next story Our is being next read one. by Emily Morrow. <clears throat> All right. This is called Country Haunts. Oh, <laughs> yeah. By Jill Cleaver. Oh. All right. Do you know any music, nothing? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Start from the end. All right. Country Haunts by Jill Cleaver. 19 years ago, my best friend was killed. We were both single moms and did everything together, so I was at such a loss. 
When her family was cleaning out her apartment, they found a letter she had written me. They asked me if I wanted it, and I of course said yes. I picked up the letter and took it home on my lunch hour to read, and I was shaking. When I arrived at home, I was completely alone. I sat down to read her letter, and just as I did, my television turned on to the country music station, which I never listened to or watched. The music video that came on was a song called I Am Already There, my friend's favorite song by Lone Star. I'm already there. I was shocked. I called my boyfriend to see if he could help me figure out how the TV could just turn on. He responded with, Um, this is really weird. I didn't mention it before because I didn't think anything of it. But while you were busy with the funeral and I was just washing the kids, the TV kept flipping channels to the country music station. I just figured you had to have it on somewhere, Timer, and it was always that song that it flipped to. I'm already there. My hands are up. I know he is. He is. It's he's feeling the Lord. Well, 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 spooky to some. This actually brought me a bit of peace to know she was still with me. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. That is wonderful. Thanks, Jill Cleaver. That was our most inspiring of all the uh, true ghost stories. Of course. So nice. Thanks for sharing that. And I'm sorry to hear about your friend, obviously. She's with us in spirit, literally. So that's amazing. I mean, to be somewhere, again, with the electronics involved, Mm -hmm. which you can always blame on a short or something or a surge in power. But man, not to go to that song. And then the boyfriend has the same experience. I know. I know. Very true. I believe it. To the same song on the radio, not like a queued up MP3. No, it was on the TV. It was on the I mean, on the TV. uh, So there is no control. The country music station. CMT probably. Yes. I worked for CMT too. Did you really? Yeah, when I did the uh, Sun Records (laughs) miniseries. Hey, Chad Michael Murray was in it. Oh my God, it Chad was, Michael. You know nobody. that was the third time I worked with Chad Michael Murray. Mm. And do you know he has a tattoo in his arm in old English letters that say CMM? Oh my God, he has his own name tattooed on me on his lower back. You said no on his on his scapula. Uh, no, like one of his arms. Oh God, I know. Well, a rap party was a pool party. Oh, so he he showed it to everybody, right? Yeah. It was really jarring. I'm sure he's a good guy. Mm. Rest in peace, Chad Michael Murray. This next story (laughs) is going out to you. Okay, this one is titled Sarah's Tombstone by Jackie Williams. My parents lived. I was changing it up. Oh, no. (laughs) Now go back to the other one. (laughs) My parents. No. My parents live on 20 acres of land, much of it wooded. The land has limestone deposits known for conducting electromagnetic energy. It's true, I've read this. Deep in the woods of this property, they found a tombstone with the name Sarah written on it. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> One night, we decided to hold a seance in the living room to conjure up this Sarah. Included in this group were several teenagers, which are believed to induce poltergeist activity. Oh. Mm-hmm, I never knew this. <laughs> Bring me some teenagers! <laughs> Boost the spirits! <laughs> Let's just surround know, a room full right? of teens to have like the most powerful seance ever. Some creep, mm. some creep seance uh, I know. leader. <laughs> oh God! Bring me all the teens you can if you want to conjure up the spirit. So, with our hands all clasped <laughs> in nothing but candles burning, Emily, we called out to her. Sarah. 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 
Are you with us? If you are here, give us a sign! To I surprise, the lantern hanging from the fireplace mantle began to sway. Screaming in shock, we broke the circle. <gasps> Those of us there will never forget that night. A story for the family history book. Hope you enjoyed this little tale. And it gave you goosebumps. <laughs> that was our first seance story, which is yeah. something I wouldn't participate in, I don't think. Hell no. I won't allow Lorenzo to have a Ouija board in this house. F Ouija boards. That shit brings you. Nope. 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 It lets nope. in the spirits. It does. It, it's, a, it's a door and a window into the other world. It's and then before you know it, you got a priest over. You're yep. doing the exorcisms. Sage. I know. Holy water. Old priest, new priest. Yeah, middle priest. And we know it's like how much time do we got on Father Lapata? Like, No, we don't. He's know. 90. And he's not going to come here to oh, hell no. smudge the house. <sighs> don't do it. And don't be fooled because it's next to Shoots and Ladders and Monopoly. I'm don't mess with it. Nope. do it, Emily. I won't. Okay. All right. Take the next one. The next one is called Ghost Parade by Karina Coleman. Ooh. When I was a kid, our neighborhood was built where a small Civil War skirmish took place. There were areas where you could go and see the bullet flashes and hear the battle sounds. My personal story took place inside my own home. One night, I woke up really late in the night. Everyone was asleep and all the lights in the house were out. When I looked through my door into the hall, I saw a parade of slightly glowing people start walking down the hall and passing through the back of the house. They were all in an old-style clothing, and they were just orderly following each other. As this continued, one of them came into my room and said, Do not worry. We'll be gone soon. They finally finished passing, and the one in my room finally left with them. Being a child, once they left, I rolled over and went back to sleep. Wow. Anticlimactic ending uh, there, I know. Karina Coleman. But man... But that's terrifying, glowing people in old-timey clothing. I've seen ghost videos out there from, you know, uh, like Gettysburg, big Civil War battles, and there's, like, good ghost footage. Oh, of, like, really? Old-timey soldiers, like, in battlegrounds. Yeah. Ghosts, Emily, not I, real I, reenactors I, with I the believe, mustache. What the? Only ghosts. Because so, these are true stories. Yes, they are. All right? Only true stories, Emily. Yes. This next story is called The Drive Home by Marla Baisley. I was driving home from a carnival one summer night. A carnival. 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 This is not Spain. No, Jeffrey. Back in 1999, the scariest year of the year, I had my four-month-old son asleep in his car seat in the back of my old Buick. My windows were up because it's always a little bit cool at night in New England, and regardless of the season, I was driving down this old, dark road in Millville, Massachusetts. I was going slower than I usually did because a car had flashed his lights frantically at me. Oh. And I assumed he was just warning me that the police was up ahead, possibly, or look, looking to pass out speeding tickets. I had my headlights on, but not my high beams. Never! Because even though it was dark, it was clear and easy to see ahead. I was cruising, softly singing, alone with the radio, when I saw a gray... Greenish fog engulfing the road up ahead. I thought, where, where is all this fog coming from? And as I up 
approached. My eyes widened as I saw a small boy in the middle of the road, clear as day, even with the fog surrounding him. I slammed on my brakes and gasped as I knew I didn't have enough time to stop since he appeared within a split second. I was sure I was going to hit this poor boy. I went to scream and I realized I had driven right through him. As I skidded through the boy, (laughs) that's the first time that line probably was ever written anywhere. (laughs) A freezing cold jolt of air flooded through my body and through my car. My infant son, who had been sound asleep in the back, let out a blood-curdling scream that I've never heard from anything before. Human or animal! With tears running down my cheeks, I pulled to the side of the road, and I immediately went to check out on my son, who stopped screaming finally and instantly, and was once again peacefully sleeping. I turned to look back, and the fog had disappeared, and there was no trace of this boy. I didn't drive down that road at night again for years. Wow. And she has a side note on there that um, Millville, Massachusetts is a very old area in Massachusetts with a lot of paranormal activity. I tell you, you were out there. You know. I know. I would. I wish I had driven through Millville. Oh, I probably did. I don't know. Very crazy story. I, that, that one is terrifying. You got the fog. You got the little boy. boy. You got the cold. Yeah. Blood curdling screams from your infant son. All the things. It's a quadfecta, brother. Ooh. Sister. Brother or right. sister. This one is called Demon Seizures <laughs> by Amber A. What's up, Amber? And yes, I named it Demon Seizures. Don't be jealous. I once had a patient who was a child with pseudo seizures. The third night I was with her, she started seizing, and she would alternate between crying like a little girl, saying, There's something inside of me saying it wants to kill you. And a deep demonic voice saying, I'm going to kill you. Once when I was next to her while talking to her mom, she quietly sang the Freddy Krueger song. BTW, her mom said she'd never seen Freddy and didn't even like scary movies. This gave me chills down my whole body. The creepiest part was the Totgard bracelet. It transmitted signals to a main computer that would tell you if it was tampered with and would let you know where the patient was at all times. If the alarm went off, it would not turn off until you typed in a code. The same night that bracelet tripped the alarm when the patient was asleep and not moving. I turned the alarm off and as I walked away, it went off again. This time, the signal came out of the room, went up and down the hall three times, back into the room, and turned itself off. Her door was shut and visible the entire time. There were more little things, but 250 words and all. I'll never forget her, and I hate Freddy Krueger. Whoa. That's in a hospital. Dude, which are pretty locked down. You can't tamper with. And it's creepy, but it's a pretty controlled environment, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, totally. With all the computers. Did I say that right, Totgard? Totgard. Totgard. I don't know. Probably should uh, ask Sarah about that one. <sighs> Totgard. Jackie? I'm just calling everybody Jackie. No, that's now. Amber ja- A. And Jackie did that one. But too. there were did we have more than one Jackie? So many Jackers. Oh, well, um, got this next one. It's it's a little longer than 250 words. That's all right because it's from my boy Michael Singer from Solo Salon, who's my barber, mm-hmm. who I believe has got a, a connection to spirits as well. Okay, he's my favorite hairdresser barber in the world, Solo Salon in Chicago, and he's very comfortable. And he's one of my good friends too. 
So he sent in a story. He's the only one of the person I knew who sent in their story. Smells like Treehouse Spirit by Michael Singer. That was his title, by the way. He's creative. (laughs) So, let me start by saying this. Story is 100% true as I remember it. In the mid-90s, I lived in Northern California, and a couple my mother befriended asked if I'd watch their home and take care of their dog while they left town. The family dog I was watching was a huge black Rottweiler. That kind of freaked me out. But the house was a charming four-level home surrounded by trees in the foothills of Saratoga. They called it the treehouse, and it was accessible only via a windy one-lane road, thus being very private and extremely isolated. I was seeing a yoga instructor at the time. Bend it like Beckham. So I asked if she would stay with me. Of course you did, you old dog, Michael. (laughs) I'm scared, baby. Can you stay with me tonight? This Rottweilers won't quit looking at me. (laughs) See Danny Zuko, by the way. I can't. This dog, it won't stop looking at me. I'm freaking out. (laughs) The first night was fine. Of course it was, Michael, because you've probably made... Whoopie. We watched movies in the main room and walked around the home to investigate. We both stopped on the third floor and our eyes fixed on a spotlight pointed down to a single chair in the corner. The spotlight just lit the chair, the spotlight from nowhere, (gasps) as it was waiting for something to perch itself there. And the whole scene just felt weird. We went to bed and I can hear the dog pacing back and forth and back and forth down the halls for what seemed like an hour. It was obvious that the dog seemed agitated. The next night when we went to bed in the middle of the night, I was awakened by my friend in a bit of a stir. She told me she had awoken from a dead sleep. And when she opened her eyes, she saw a woman at the foot of our bed. And her hair was white and long and she seemed to drift just a little as if she was levitating. (gasps) While I was completely bugged out, my friend, who was a spiritual sort, I let her come up to the house for a cleaning with eight friends the following evening. Now, if we've learned anything from these stories, this is not going to end well. No. uh... When you have a seance or a cleaning, it usually ends well, but it's a a messy road. mm... The band of friends walked to the home and performed rites, burning sage, speaking phrases, and there was an agreement that the room with the single wooden chair would be our final stage. We all formed a circle and held hands with our candles lit and incense burning. The head guru started to speak to the house, calling out to whomever it was who was confined within the home. After some time, it was determined that there was a spirit present who called herself the auntie of the house. Now I'm freaked. While the rest of the people were all going about this, if this was totally normal, I was not okay. Then we get to the point where we asked the auntie of the house to cross over, repeating it. Over and over. The ante of the house cross 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 over. And it all seemed to crescendo into a warm, fervent end. Everyone was smiling. (laughs) And I was somewhat proud to have been a part of the helping. The next day in the treehouse, the air seemed lighter, like all the windows had been left open. It was truly a noticeable feeling of ease, and I can tell you that the following night, the dog went right down 
It didn't die. Just no pacing. Yeah. Just didn't pace. Yeah, no pacing. The dog's still with us. The Rottweiler. I never mentioned what took place to the owners since I didn't have permission to have eight people over. This is pre-Airbnb days. I know, know. right? Yo. But always wondered if they noticed the change in the home. Thank you, Michael. That's actually very good, man. Good for you surviving such a ghoulish situation. Okay, we got two ghost stories from Jan Law 87. Yeah. Classic. I just grabbed that from her email because she didn't, she didn't, I didn't do get a, a name. So whoever huh? that is, thank uh, you for these two nice and concise to short. She's probably stories. a lawyer born in 1987. Is that, Potentially. is that even, is that even possible? Mm, could be. Okay. Well. Jan Law. Jan Law. Jan Law. Have you had a car injury? Have you been bankrupt? Do you have mesothelioma? Are you worried about your future? Do you have uterine lining that is unmeshed? Did you slip in a grocery store? Did you call on somebody who did not come? Have you been spraying Roundups in your house? What's a Roundup? Roundup. There's a whole... Jan Law, 87. I'm right. Thank you. Blew it. Two quick ones. I like them both, so I kept them both in. This one is called The Lady in Gray, Not mm-hmm. White. Mm-hmm. Oh. When I was younger, probably somewhere between 11 and 14, I woke in the middle of the night and needed to go downstairs to the restroom. Before I could climb out of bed, I noticed this person standing by the foot of the bed. Which where this, this always happens at the foot of the I bed. Know, Nobody's right? at the side of the bed. I know. Or like, Why is know, that? Or hovering over the bed. I don't know. Maybe that's just, you know, the first point of entry closest yeah. to the door. Yeah, I think so, right? Usually, it's probably the spookiest place to stand. Oh, hell yeah. Because it's like out of your reach, but so close. Before I could climb out of bed, I noticed this person standing by the foot of the bed. They looked to be from an earlier time period. Which one I don't know. But she had a long flowing dress that came up in the back with a bow in a bunch of ruffles. It was an ethereal gray. Never saw a face. Just a hat on her head. And it moved when I sat up and walked down the stairs. At the bottom, it went into our dining room and through the wall. (sighs) Several other family members have seen her off and on in the years since I moved out. Spooky lady in gray. Thank you, Jan Law 87. This next one from Jan Law 87 is called Sleepover from Hell. I gave it that title. When I was in high school, I was invited to a slumber party. My parents really weren't into me going, but I finally persuaded them. Once I was there, everything started out fun, per usual. But once it got dark outside, things got a bit different. One of the girls, for no reason, got a gushing nosebleed. Oh. And when I went to the bathroom... Really? To wet a towel for her, the toilet was crawling with wood ticks. <gasps> they were crawling out of the toilet bowl. And when I went back into the room to hand her the towel, everyone was looking at a can of food on the floor. Before I could cross the room, a candle in the shape of an ice cream sundae came flying off the stand. What? The kitchen cupboard door started rattling. And the food came out of the cupboards. Another girl and I went outside and sat in the swing. We felt safer being outside than in the house. And a couple of the girls went home and I couldn't reach my parents on the phone. And we sat outside all night. My parents arrived just minutes after hers did. I was so happy to go home. And a few years later, that same house, unfortunately, burned. 
to the ground. As it should be. My God, that's some bad juju. What about the can of food, though? I know. I think I think we're gonna need some I clarification think, on that. All right, there was a typo on there. I have to look at the original. That's but, amazing, though. No, it said a weird can of something, and I guessed it was food. So wait. now, okay, the scariest thing, obviously, is the toilet crawling in wood ticks. Dude, that I, sounds horrific. Well, and I'm terrified of bugs anyway. And like skin burrowing blood-sucking wood ticks in the toilet where you're, you know, no, where no, you're, yeah. you're, you're twigging put your, berries. Put your butthole. Right in there. Yeah, right in there. Right, like, it's like opening the door and letting the wood ticks <laughs> inside you. Jesus. And evil spirits, probably. <sighs> For sure. Holy smokes. Right, that one got, was very yeah. intense, Emily. We, yes. Very intense. I hope you're okay. I hope everyone's okay. Okay, we got one more. This okay, is Take us home, Emily. The Haunted Row House. <laughs> Growing up, my sisters and I were convinced our house was haunted. We grew up in a row house, narrow and long, in Bucktown, with no spare bedrooms. So when my recently married sister and her husband visited, they spent the night on our living room floor. Jesus. One night, he said he was lying on his back, there on the floor, and he awoke. Oh, sorry. Death. And he awoke to see a lady in white, flowing dress. Walking over him about six inches above. He was frozen in fear and couldn't move. My other sister said, Oh, yeah, I saw her walking down the stairs one day. Well, not walking, but she was like blowing down the stairs. Her husband refused to ever spend the night there again at our house. I thankfully never saw her. We were constantly experiencing things we shouldn't have in the haunted row house. What are those things? We don't know. Do we all have these things in our lives? Is it the ghosts that we carry with us? Is it the specters of regret? Is it the demons that live within our soul? Is it past lives peeking their little heads into our world? Is it the monsters under our bed? Is it the closets in our skeletons? Is it the drawers that you just can't quite get into the dresser? Taco Tuesdays. Think of Thank you, guys. Thank you. What a segment, Jeff. That was great. We I, hope you enjoyed it. I'm still in character, Emily, and I'm not oh, leaving. All right. Well, we have to call a very scary Brother neighborhood bartender. No, no. <laughs> Our neighborhood bartender, Andrea. Yes. Let's get her on the horn. Yes, Jeff, that's your job. I totally forgot about her. Hello? Andrea. Andrea. Oh, welcome back, guys. Oh. What's going on? Welcome back to you. <laughs> I know, that's like what I kind of meant to say, and then I couldn't figure out how to word it. How right. to talk. So yeah. It happens. How you yeah. feeling? How's everything over there at Casa Abanati? Um, you know, same old, same old. Nothing new. That's great. Nothing new. Just, just ready for Halloween. Decorating the house. Gonna carve some pumpkins. Oh yeah. Are you? Do you have any um costume plan this year? I think what I'm gonna do this year is maybe just kind of do a shirt. And just... Like what kind of shirt? Like a spooky shirt? Like a a pumpkin shirt? You're like guess what? It's Halloween. Yeah. yeah. Or like this is my costume. This is what you get. Uh. Yeah, it's a little boring. I gotta come up with something better. Or one of those shirts where it's like Our Lady in a Bikini. Ooh, yeah, that's hot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we love having you on as always because you give us the best drink tips. 
and ideas and recipes. And we haven't talked about any booze on this Halloween show. No, and that's a huge yeah. part of Halloween. And we've had so many scary stories, Andrea, that we need a drink right oh, now God, because I, need, like, I am four. shooken up. Do you have any true ghost stories? Like, have you ever experienced the paranormal or seen a ghost in real life? I think I've seen a ghost, but I have like a lot of experiences. I don't know if they just like me or what, but I definitely have a lot of like stories and stuff. Give, give us your best one. Yeah, just one. Okay, just one, and I'll try to make it quick. My stories could go on forever. So one time, we're getting ready, and you know, back in the day, you get ready, you start drinking, and, you, know, you have the music blasting, and I'm in the bathroom putting on makeup, and I, you know, you have the speaker in your room, and it was back in the day when, like, you know, you had to turn the knob yourself to turn the speaker up or down. So all of a sudden, my speaker started going down and the volume of the music started lowering. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm listening to that. Could you please turn it back up? Thinking somebody turned it down. You're trying to listen to your hat away. Yeah. So I go back in the room and nobody's in there. And I'm like, all right, that's super weird. But the volume was down. So I put the radio back on 26. I'm like, maybe it was just whatever. Who the heck knows? So now I'm putting on my makeup. The volume starts going higher and higher and higher. And I'm like, holy ass, my life. I'm like, is this serious right now? So I go back in there. And now I'm like closing my pants because now I have to like get dressed and stuff. And nobody was in the room. So I'm like, okay. So I start getting dressed. I swear to God on everything. The volume started rolling back down. And I turn around. And you see the numbers going down. Like 25, 24, 23, 20. I crapped my pants and just Oh, my God. That is terrifying. Mm -hmm. So then I, like, hurried up, ran back over there, and I, like, unplugged the radio. Wow. I need a drink. What you got? Beautiful story. I love that. Yeah, great. And well told. A lot of volume stories, right? Things happen with songs, all right? The spirits connect through us through the music and the electronics. I'm a firm believer in that. And I think you are gifted in that realm. Judging from all your stories that you say you have, you're probably a magnet. (laughs) To a lot of things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, so my first drink I got going for us is called a Margulrita. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, love it. Margulrita. <laughs> all right, hit us with yeah. it. Yeah. So, okay, so I took my margarita glass. You know, I like salt on my margarita. Love it. So, instead of rimming it with like regular color salt, I the salt and I dyed it black. Ooh. So, yeah. And I actually just use like regular like food dye. It changed the color and it did its job. So that's my glass. It's sitting there waiting for us. So in a shaker, you're going to put your ice in and you're going to use your tequila, whatever your tequila preference is, and you put your tequila in. So then you're going to do a full line and I squeeze a full line in it. And then I like to use Bright or even like 7-Up, even like the lime flavored 7-Up, lemon and lime, and you pour in your... 7 up, and then I sprinkle a little salt in it, and then this is what's going to do its job for this margulita. I use blue caraco, and I know I'm totally butchering that word, but I say blue caraco, and I pour it in. So not only what it does, there's no alcohol in the blue caraco, you know, just to dab a flavor or even just to change its color. This is going to change, change your margarita completely blue. It's like super sharp. It's like really cool. And then I garnish it with a lime. And then I'm going to shake it. And then you pour it right in your glass. And it's the coolest thing you've ever seen. And it's absolutely delicious. Ooh, I have a question. Is the salt 
from the Dead Sea. (laughs) (laughs) That was really funny. All right, what's your what's your second one? That's a brilliant. (laughs) It's a brilliant title. Margul Rita. We're gonna post all these on the website. Comeonover.com, where we'll have pictures and. These delicious drink recipes that you can make just in time for Halloween. Um, okay, so I do have another drink. Um, I have two more, but this is the next one. I have a caramel apple martini. Ooh. And, I mean, it's pretty basic, but remember what I said in previous episodes? You could take your uh, martini glass you put it in your freezer so it's nice and cold while you're mixing your drink. Mm-hmm. And in your shaker, you know, you put your ice. And I like to use caramel vodka. And I like to do sour apple pucker. So, like, the apple pucker is, you know, going to give you your apple flavor. Yeah, and it's going to flip it so it's green. And then I like to do a dab of butter, uh, butter sauce on it. And um, you're going to shake it. And you'll take out your martini glass. And you'll pour it in your martini glass. And I like to just garnish it with, like, like a caramel apple slice. Ooh. Yeah, it's, like, mm, super so, good. Yeah, it's- a lot of very yeah, warm it's flavors. Yeah, sweet and sour. I love, love it. it. Yeah. Apples are so huge this fall. I know. So huge. I know. You got us one Apples more drink are, to share? It's actually a beer. Ooh. And Two Town Cider House, it's a Hollow Jack is the name. It is so good. It's absolutely, I mean, it's, it's the best thing you'll have. I have no idea why. It's amazing. It's an alcoholic cider, right? Like a hard cider? Yeah. Mm. It has an 8.4 alcohol content. Oh, so, that's speaking my yeah. language. That's right. Oh, my God. I, I'm not kidding. You have to get this. And it's made with, like, pumpkin flower honey. It's a crafted beer, and it's, with, it's made in Oregon. 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 I'm not sure. Whatever. <laughs> Say the name again. What's the brand called? We'll put a link to it. Two Town Cider House. It's called Hollow Jack. Two Town Cider House, Hollow Jack Cider. Sounds like a good hearty fall beer, but light. Oh my gosh. It has it's grown from pumpkins that are like caramelized and fermented with like fresh pressed apples and spices and pumpkin flower honey. Pumpkin flower so honey. This is oh yeah. It's like something you get at Trader Joe's. It's totally TJ's. <laughs> this is the funnest part though. With this drink. I mix up a little bit of brown sugar, white sugar, cinnamon, and some ground nutmeg, and I kind of like mix it together, and then I rim the whole glass with it. Ooh. For the cider. Yeah, super, super, super different, and like it's just something like I just like to do. I think it just puts it like completely over the edge. It's definitely for sure like heaven in your mouth. Uh-huh. It's amazing. You have to do it. Because all we've had today is hell in our mouth. <laughs> We've told a lot of ghost stories. Okay, Andrea, that sounds best. Yeah. I think that's what the one I'm. That's what I'm having tonight. That's I what know, I'm gonna go out and get yummy. that. Or a cider. I have a cider, but I'm gonna rim the glass in those warm spices, which reinforce this spooky Halloween season, right? So good. So good, Andrea. I cannot mm-hmm. thank you enough for being a part of our podcast. As always, I want you Love it. to celebrate hard this weekend. You deserve it. Okay, we you all know, agree. I'm not gonna lie, I do. You do. You deal with a lot of crap over there. You're gonna get. Properly lit, pickled, tuned up on some Margul Rita's. Oh, genius. Genius. You're going to come back again, right? We didn't scare you off this time for good, did we? Absolutely not. Call back. If you guys get bored later, call back again. I mean, you can do I'm this forever, I have a feeling. Today. You're good. You're I, born for it. I already penciled her in for our upcoming uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas episodes. Oh, you hear oh that? Oh, my God. You better clear Love the schedule. That. I know. So she'll give us holiday cocktails throughout the seasons. Oh my God. So we'll hear a lot so more from you 
it. And, and I'm super excited for you to look at the pictures of these. I mean, I know you spend a lot of time on them too. I know, so you do a great job for us is capturing that. I know. And you're very talented at styling cocktails. Your pictures are terrific, as are love you. Love it. Thank you, Andrea. We love you so much. I'm going to yes, play your song you. on the way out here because we haven't played in a while. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, love you guys. Love, love you too. Thank you. Happy Halloween. So that was that. Thank you to Andrea. You can't deny that she's always coming with the ideas. Just when you think she might be out of a drink, she comes with Mar Margulritas. Margulritas. My gosh, that is. I, I can't believe someone else has had. I God, don't know. That, I'm on the kitchen. I'm on like the great. number one source of that goofy shit, and that's the kitchen. And you, we've never said that. Wow, so. you can't steal it. I'm not going to steal don't it. Don't steal it from her. Don't sorry, steal it. set in stone here on the Colorado That's in your tombstone. You guys, I cannot thank you enough for coming on over. Yes. I'm sorry if you can't sleep tonight. It happens when you're listening to the scariest stories of the land. Every state has a story. Every person has a wish. Every baby has a bottle. And every woman in white has blue eyes at the foot of your bed. So when you sleep tonight, don't turn your head. Don't close your eyes. Because you might be in for a big, big surprise. surprise. Which is a child laughing, <laughs> a baby crying, <laughs> a cat meowing, Ow. a Rottweiler pacing, <laughs> a man with chains and a lanta scowling, Warg. and death coming! <laughs> Thank you all for coming on over. Now I'll get, get the, the hell out! out. Spooky edition of Come On Over is brought to you by Game Plan. Executive produced by Steve Mandel, coordinated by Liz Landry, produced, edited by me, Emily Morrow, all songs by Jeff Morrow, and we'd like to give a very, very special thank to Frank, to Andrea, and to all those who contributed their scary ghost stories to this very special episode. Thank you for coming on over, and we will hang out the next time in hell. The night he passed, there was a knocking on my bedroom door. Sorry, that was the wrong one. Damn it. I thought I was perfect. Damn it. Knock, knock. As I approach, my eyes watered as <laughs> shut up. That's the wrong one. And as I approach <laughs>